Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Fox Froth. He is the ruler of Frothland. Happy birthday to you. Tomorrow morning for breakfast, I will have the steak that I promised myself to have today. It will be glorious. It's my birthday, and uh, what you're about to hear is... What? I don't know. A handful of people saying happy birthday, I guess. Happy birthday, dear son. Oh, that you put in a deer there? That's a very nice touch, mother. <laughs> I'm very pleased to hear that I'm dear to you. <laughs> I'm very pleased. And... Uh, My 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 first and tallest and uh oldest yes i am your uh i am your officially your first uh your first uh born son with uh you know whatever i do that won't change you will still be my mother and i'm very happy that that's a fact and i i know sometimes you're like why did he go to china what what is he doing in italy what is going on with this guy? You know, sometimes you get worried. But that's your job because you're a mother. Like, if I hadn't grown up going to uh, all these places with you pretty much every year, even though we didn't have much money, and I know my father was helping out, but still, you would take me and you would make sure that I, you would actually push me to use English way before I started to learn it in school. So thanks to you, I think you inspired this desire I have to communicate with others. And that's the whole reason why I even have this podcast. So I think okay. it's very fitting that I dedicated the first episode to you on your birthday. <laughs> and, and I promise you, I'm not recording the video. They won't even see this. But you look... Well, you look... I, I have to be honest now. I grew up saying happy 29th birthday you don't look 29 because i've been i'm turning 40 today and i've been dating uh, 29 day you know you look a little bit older but not a lot you don't look <laughs> 70 true. there's no gray hair not a single gray hair no 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 and and wrinkles no plastic surgery this woman has no wrinkles i don't know what she does maybe she's uh in cahoots with the devil or something i don't know <laughs> Something okay. is afoot and something is at hand because you broke your wrist. Yes, I can see the cast. She showed me the cast. And then, uh, if I had one wish right now, it would be to be able to teleport and just write a funny limerick or something on the cast. <laughs> All right, uh, boys and girls, buckos and buquettes. It's still my birthday. And uh, I have my uh, cousin Petr on the line. And um, uh, what do you want to say, Peter? Hello, Einstein. Hello. Happy birthday. Thank you. <laughs> 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 he doesn't speak much uh, English on the daily, so this was a big step, and um, I, I couldn't be happier. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. And then I, um, I was lucky enough to... Um, to FaceTime my my aunts. Okay. <laughs> okay. Thank you. <laughs> Talk. <laughs> you are welcome. Okay. <laughs> and then there was uh, Amina and her friend uh, Helen, I believe, singing what can only be described as a very original birthday song I'm on melatonin to help me with the sleep I take melatonin and I took these drops dude I swear I swear like right now it feels like I should probably just go to sleep you know even though I appreciate everyone I interact with online, all the people I interacted with in real life, they were behind a counter, they were behind a mask, and they were behind this plastic shield. You know, whenever I leave a store, 
after that, it's just so abundantly clear to me that it's just me, my guy. I don't think I'm the only one who um, who feels this way. I mean, I mean, I started my birthday at midnight, and the first thing I did on my birthday was I, I was a guest on this podcast, and Russ there, uh, he's based in North uh, Northern California, right? And he was there. We were talking. First voice I I heard say the words "Happy Birthday" was a, or whatever he said. You know, maybe maybe he said congratulations. Maybe he said. Uh, maybe he said Feliz cumpleaños. You know. But he wished me a happy birthday, and he was the the first to do so, like, kind of like in person, with his voice. I don't hear that many voices, you know? So feel free to send me an audio message on uh, anchor.fm forward slash foxfroth, F-O-X-F-R-O-T-H, foxfroth, you know? Would be nice. So how's it going? I don't know. It's, uh, It's six minutes to midnight here, so... Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. So actually, I guess then in six minutes, it'll it'll be your birthday. Is that? Uh... Yeah, four minutes now. Now it's four yeah, minutes. Well, happy happy uh, early birthday. I'll, I'll remember in four minutes. Well, you're the first. Uh, you're actually the first to uh, to say so in, uh, how, how do you say, in, in, in vocals. Nice. I've received texts. <laughs> a, fr- a friend of mine in New Zealand, because um, there's a 12-hour difference. Mm-hmm. So he's actually in the future. So he's 12 hours ahead. So he said, right. happy birthday. And I was like, it's tomorrow. But for him, it was just past midnight, you know? Right. <laughs> so I was funny. like, and I never talked to you before. And yeah, one well, of the hey. first things you say to me is happy birthday. That's impressive. That's beautiful. Gotta love it. I don't think I've talked to anybody on their birthday before on the podcast. So that's new. What I try to do is, and, and by the way, I'm, I wouldn't be able to bring you on for the seventh. Um, so the next available show is the 18th. Um, and we can look at some of the, like kind of the events of that day and see if uh, there's something that's of interest. Um, oh, yeah. let's see. What kind so, of events, events, in I'm sorry? The, uh, events on your podcast or. Yeah. So I talk about, you know, the. Um, whatever the historical events or nostalgic events. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Now, now, now I have placed you. Okay. Yeah. I, I was trying to ask you a couple of times. I was like, yeah. So what do you? And uh, but I was also a little bit embarrassed. I guess I was trying to remember. Oh. <laughs> but I remember now. I read about it. I read about the. Uh, and I even checked out. Uh, you made some. Um, you put something on YouTube as well, didn't you? Yeah, I got a couple of things on there. I don't have too much, but uh, I'd like to up that a little bit. But yeah. Okay, let me tell you what happened on uh, on the 18th. We've got Pink Panther cartoon making its debut. Uh, Dr. Seuss, How the Grinch Stole the Christmas aired for the first time. Wonder Woman, the television show, debuted. Uh, Bruce Springsteen concert, uh, some big concert at Madison Square Garden. I don't know what that's about. And television industry execs agree to adopt a ratings system for TV. Those were the events. Uh, what about the end of slavery? Wasn't that a big deal uh, out there in the States? Was that? Uh, that was December 18th, 1865. 1865. Now, wait a second, man. Let's see. I believe so. I believe so. I might be wrong. Because, yeah, 1865. December 18th. It was, uh, what, what you call it, abolition? You oh, know? it was the 13th yeah. Amendment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you don't want to miss out on that. Oh, uh, yeah. It's been yeah. a hell of a year. You can hear that keyboard, right? Oh, yeah. All right, so how do I introduce you? I don't know. What, what do you usually say about people? Uh, well, I mean, I basically, I would I'd say your name and your podcast, but I've got you as Fox Froth. Is that? What, yeah, that's why, that's why I go by. I go by Mr. Froth. I am the um, the ruler of uh, Frothland. I'm going to be coming out of a commercial, and then you know I do a little welcome back. Then we, uh, you know, we just chat for a little bit. I'm going to hit record here. So that's all right, I, I did that when we started talking. Okay. Am I getting? You know, can um, 
your voice is a little bit low. It looks is like it? on the waveforms. Is, is it really? Yeah. Is it better now? Yeah, it's a, it's still really low. It looks like on the waveforms. What about now? If you, if you have a, yeah, there you go. Now that sounds better. All right, cool. Let's get started here. Yeah, I think my monitor was way up. Jeez, keep doing this. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna get started. Oh. oh. Oh, no, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah, you just cut out there for a second. Yeah, my chair, my my chair wheel, not wheelchair, but chair wheel has run over the XLR cable a couple of times. That's why. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that'll do it. Hey, I've got uh, somebody that, you know, is probably <laughs> used to seeing sweaters. Uh, I've got Fox Froth. He is the ruler of Frothland. In case you didn't know that it was my birthday, in case you, you kind of wanted to let me know that you know or that you know now. Just leave me an audio message, dude. That would be nice. I'd appreciate that. But yeah, I took my melatonin already. And I can't keep my eyes open. I'm just recording this blind, you know? So I might be, you might hear my beard scratching against the pop filter or something. I don't know. I did that on purpose, by the way. This time. But if you heard it before, it was totally... It was totally an accident, and I didn't mean to do it, but I'm just, uh, yeah. I'm just a guy in Oslo, Norway. No, how, how does it go? It's like, it's like, all right, boys and girls, buckos and buckets, welcome to Frothland. And then I, I pressed the button. What do we know? And then I say, I'm just a guy in my 40s <laughs> in Oslo, Norway. And, uh, you know, you're welcome. This is Frothland. You're welcome. I don't know what else to say right now. She want to say that, you know what? I love you guys. And, uh, you could be one person and it will feel like we have a population, you know? That's real. You could be, um, you could be like uh, a bunch of half people, you know, with no legs because you were all born in a minefield or something and something happened, something that shouldn't happen happened to you guys and I'm so sorry. But you guys lost your legs and arms and other extremities. And, uh, and now you're just there, you know. But you're there. And even though you don't have the makings, uh, like the anatomic makings of an actual person. Like, even though you're like 30% of what should have been your body. If it wasn't for like minds and, and, and other, you know, unfortunate events and stuff. You're still a whole person to me. I want you to know that it's basically what I tell myself when I look at myself in the mirror. I'm like, hey, my guy, you might have lost some weight, but you're still a full person. Ah, ha, ha. You know, and uh, I might be, uh, I might sound like I'm joking or whatever, but I actually mean this, guys. It's been uh, more than six months ago since I said you guys are like the, like the, like the wind beneath my wings. I know it's a cliche, but you know one thing about cliches? You know why cliches are cliches? You know why... Uh, they're being used all the times in movies, books, poems, whatever. Declarations of love, whatever. I guess this is kind of that. I guess Frothland and every single episode I make is kind of a declaration of love, you know, in a way. Not to a potential lover, but just love the people, man. And so I just want you to know that I love you. Each and every one of you. Even though I never heard from you, because I, I happen to know that some of you guys, some of you guys 
I know. Some of you guys I, I talk to from time to time. Some of you guys are guests on the podcast and kind of sometimes, you know, more than even, more than even, more than even half, you know, you're more, you're like, I, I might be part of the bone, but you're the bone of the meat, you know what I mean? It's kind of how it feels. And, and some of you, I just, I can just feel your support, even though you don't even say anything or message me or anything. I, I just know you're there, dude, or do that. And I just want to say thank you. Because it's been a hell of a ride this fucking year, dude. Never in my life, like growing up, I used to I used to think I wouldn't live past 30. Don't ask me why. That's that's like a that's like a book right there, but I'm 40, dude. I'm like four decades old. I don't even know what that means, guys. Am I supposed to be looking for a red sports car or something? What am I supposed to do over here? I don't even know. You know, I'm just here. And I'm just grateful because I am here. You know, no matter what happens, I tend to mess up a little bit. I've been saying like I have a daily podcast. I won't post daily. I'll be saying uh, I'm, I'm posting... Um, New episodes every Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 5 p.m. 5, 5 a.m. actually, Eastern. And then I'll do it for two days, and on the Friday, there's nothing. On the Saturday, there might be something, you know? But if you guys can be just a little bit patient, and just, you know, just keep doing what you do, my guy. Because... I'm getting there. And when I get there, I want you guys with me. That's all. Frothland or, you know, I could call my podcast whatever. But it's not, to a lot of people, it's not even feasible that it would materialize into something, you know. But I'm just saying, patience, little grasshopper. I might just make this happen. And and if I do, I really want to have people there that were there from day one because day one was kind of rough, you know. Every day I have to con convince myself to, to get moving, you know, to get out there, to just, you know, get through that cold shower, that run, because I just know that everything that comes after will be better. But, you know, some days I just can't. And I don't think I'm the only one. I think you felt like that before. Like you, you set these goals, you know. And then you feel like you should be able to reach them every single time. But <sighs> there's just something gets in your way, dude. But consistency is not always about execution. Sometimes consistency is just about trying. Just try every day and give it your best. Just try every day and give it your all. And eventually you will have like a... You will have like a habit. You know? And eventually those quick fix habits, like uh, getting high, getting drunk... Like uh, like Tinder, like uh, going on a date and just just go on a date because you just really want to see someone and like look someone in the eyes and just see that they want you to. I don't think I'm I'm the only one who's done that. You know, like sometimes through our uh, social media there. Make sure we have something happening that something happening that doesn't really need hashtags, you know. And then we just post it and we just like, yeah, 
Now they'll see. Now they'll see that I'm somebody. Kind of makes me think. I don't know about you, but it makes me think. The whole reason I got on Facebook today was to... Um, it's just to... Uh, if you listen to the first episode, it was all about how I missed Mother's Day and how I missed, I missed out on my mom's birthday in a way because... At the time, it wasn't really advisable to travel at all, and it's now now it's like that again, you know. I kind of feel like twenty twenty is the year of the introverts. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, it's the year where finally it's okay to not feel obligated to be to. Like, like for me today, to make, a, I felt no pressure making a big deal out of turning 40, you know. But I figured, for those of you who have, uh, especially those of you who have uh, listened since uh, episode one, I figured I kind of had to say it, you know, I had to not acknowledge the fact that it's happened. It's an event, in a way. It's always like that when you turn, like, when you turn 20, 30, 40, 50, but then it becomes like a habit, I guess. When you turn 60, 70, 80, you're just getting older. But, but often to 50, I think 50 is the birthday I actually would like to make a, like a, make a big deal out of. I think 50 is the sweet spot, guys. 50, I don't know, it's like, almost 20 years before retirement, and you're supposed to live a little bit after that statistically, you know? So if you turn 50, you're kind of, the way I see it, you're kind of halfway there. So it's like it's the, um, what you call those, uh, milestone. It's like a milestone, okay? That's how I see it. And I'm thinking, if I'm going to do anything, because I've, Never been a fan of birthdays, but if I'm going to make a birthday happen, it's going to be the 50th. You know, maybe, no. I, I don't think there's any part of the world right now where I haven't turned 40. I was hoping a little bit, but then I was thinking, I'm not thinking, no. Jeez. So, so I guess I'm, I'm just 40 here, you know. Just a guy in my 40s. And I'm still trying to figure out how to grow up, I guess. But I'm thinking that maybe when I'm 50, I know. I know kind of, at least maybe I know where I'm going, you know. I have an evolved uh, sense of direction in a way, like uh, Compass 2.0 of life. And I'm just there, you know. Just there and maybe I have, maybe I actually own a home. Maybe I'm not renting for the first time in my life, you know. That would be nice. And I just have this home. And you know, whatever job I have, doesn't even matter. But that's what I do. I, I wake up in the morning and if I'm if I if I'm as disciplined as I want to be, like my dream, I'll be working out, you know? Getting up, working out, cold shower. This is all before breakfast. I have breakfast and I go to work. Boom. And I just go there and I kick ass and I take names, dude. That's what I want you to do. If you have a job, just get up. If you don't have the luxury of be, like being able to wake up a little bit extra early to get a workout in, just wake up. You do 10 push-ups. How long does that take, you know? Just get that thing going, dude. Because when you go to your job, when you get there, you're not on your own time. You're on your, uh, you're on your employer's time, you know? You're doing your employer's work. That's why they pay you or me, hopefully, soon. You know, they pay people to do the work they're not doing themselves. That doesn't mean you don't have self-work. Because I used to fill up all that time that could have been self-work, man. I just filled it up with just going to some job. 
just getting another job, just going there from the previous job, you know. Just going to college, not even knowing why I'm there. And all this time, I kind of felt like I was on track, like I was doing something, you know. Turns out, I was just there for the ride. I would, no, not even. I was just there. It's like I'm at this theme park of life. Okay? And every ride is a possible path. And I just spent all those years just standing in line, dude. I don't know if you ever felt like that, like you, like it's you're waking up in the middle of a line and you just look at the people in front of you and they're like walking really slowly. And you can't leave because it's one of those, um, you know, at theme parks, how they make the line go in, uh, it's like a mini maze. It's not really a puzzle. But instead of a straight line, it's like they made these uh, these fences or barriers so that you have to zigzag up to the right and you're just, just going to be in that waiting line for a while. And if you think about it, if you go to the theme park and you just time every single activity you do and every line you're in, I'm pretty sure you spend most of the time just standing in line, dude. And I think life can be like that, but I actually I don't think it has to be. And I and I don't think it will have to be a case of, you know, I guess what I'm saying is if you're standing in line in the theme park and you skip, you know, if you just even if nobody's looking, you just lift that barrier up or hop that fence, you know taking someone else's place but that's the line at the theme park right and it could be an analogy you know it could be it could be sometimes it probably fits like an analogy like your your life is like waiting in line at the theme park i want to modify it a little bit if you don't mind my guy sometimes life is indeed like waiting in line at a theme park, but while well, there are butts there as well, and if the butts in front of you are great, why would you skip, my guy? You know? Why? Because sometimes, and especially these days, a, uh, a nice butt, if I see one of those guys, I'm just like, I just feel grateful that I was there, you know? Kind of like a, like a Halley's Comet situation, like a meteor shower or something, just seeing that right in front of you, right there. That's nice. I hope, that, I hope turning 40 doesn't make that sound creepy. I'm just being honest over here. I'm sorry, my guy. If you felt like that was creepy. But what I'm saying is that those are the, like the little things in life, and you know, how ironic that sounds to my brain right now because I'm thinking about this this big butt I saw today and it was really nice. It wasn't a, it wasn't small at all, you know. I don't know. Happy birthday to me, I guess. <laughs> I had this idea that my birthday party, like I like I told my friend there, I said. Uh, I'm just going to wait till I get paid and I'm buying a shovel so I can dig a hole in the ground before, you know, the permafrost or whatever you call this thing. Winter. And I would just, uh, I would just dig this hole, what we in Norway call a birthday hole, and just have a party down there just for me. And we don't have that term. That was just, uh, that was just something I said, you know, to kind of illustrate how I felt about it. And I thought this was the year. This was the year to do that. But I'll just I'll just give it a day. I'll hit them back tomorrow, you know? I kind of feel like turning 40 is like the year where you're supposed to be like, okay, if you haven't 
if you still have a ways to go like me to be like a bona fide adult in a way well that's just that's just the way you have to go you know that's just what's left until you're there and you know what growing up like as a little kid I feel like I was acting more like an adult than I am now, if you know what I'm saying. I feel like I was more grown up when I was like 10 than when I was 20. Definitely when I was 20. Holy shit, I did a lot of crazy stuff, dude. Now, I didn't rob any banks or kill anybody or anything, but I've seen some stuff. I did some things, you know, that I wouldn't do now and that I wouldn't have done when I was 10. And stuff that I did when I was like 20 that I probably would think twice about when I was 30, but barely think about it. And and then now that I turn 40, it's like really thinking about it, you know really aware that you only have there's not an unlimited supply of um, you know respawning in this game of life and um, I'm not saying that to make you feel like like you're behind sometimes you will though I'm I'm sure you will I'm sure everybody feels like this. Sometimes they feel like they're behind, you know. They feel like they, they, they should just have pushed it a little bit more and they would be on track. But you know what? I'll tell you a secret. Most of the people you see that you think they're on track, they feel lost just like you, man. Because feeling lost is feeling human. It's just being you. It's just being. It's just existing. It's just life, you know. I think there's a, I worked with a lot of old people before, like in healthcare, people suffering from dementia, from Alzheimer's or whatever, you know, I've seen their families just watching their loved one just kind of disintegrate in front of them, in front of their very eyes and there's nothing they can do and it's just witnessing this man or woman that they used to love, they used to love them, they used to know them like nobody else knows them, you know, and they're just disappearing right in front of them, and there's nothing anybody can do about it, and while that sounds sad, and while that is sad, and, and really just uh, a trove of pain, like a Pandora's box of pain, just, they're not opening, it's being opened for them, you know, by someone or something. It really doesn't seem fair. Not that, you know, anybody getting the kind of illness or disease or injury that will kill them is is fair in any way, you know? But but sometimes it feels more fair. Sometimes, let's say you're a terrible driver and you always drive drunk, right? And then you crash and you lose, you're paralyzed from the waist down. It's kind of, you kind of had it coming, you know? But these kind of things, they kind of just happen. And they can happen to pretty much anybody cancer, dementia, those kind of things. Some things you can uh, sort of combat, sort of prevent by, I don't know, by, by getting enough sleep, exercising, dieting, you know, whatever. But what I saw, those families, you know, you, you have some people, they don't even visit their old ones. Working with old people, you see that all the time. You see old people who are in a state where they believe, 100% they believe, and it's real to them, so 
who's to say it's not real, you know? But they believe they're in their prime. Usually they, I noticed that, like usually they tend to believe that they're, like let's say they're, uh, whatever their highlight was up until this point, you know? It was, might have been 70 years ago. You might be 90 and you suffer from dementia, but you feel like 20 did. This one lady, she was, uh, I don't know how old she was there. She might have been like 140. Who knows? She was old. But she had this way about her, you know? Like this energy. And uh, at the time, you know, sometimes I was working there myself. But I had like 10 guys working for me, you know, and they would, they would, they would go there as well. And she would like, she did it to me as well, but it just stands out to me the way they would call me and be like, you know what, this lady, not even the patient we were there to work with, but this lady, she just came and she was talking about how nice it would be to go to the movies with someone or have a dinner with someone. She had this whole... Like, she could have, uh, if she was aware, if she was younger, maybe, I don't know. But she could probably do, like, a pickup uh, artist class without, like, she just knew how to approach people. And even though she was that old and, you know, I wasn't attracted to her or anything, she had this way about her, you know. people working there most of them didn't even know that this lady used to be like a like a ballerina an ice skater she used to be so gracious dude she used to have like audiences just applauding her presence and now she's there just like just like a century old you know and people might think that she said, like, if only she could remember those days. You know, if only her uh, fans were there to keep feeding that, you know, to, to just let her know that, you know what, when I saw you dancing, when I saw you skating, it made me feel like I could do anything. Because that's probably what happened, you know, when you're that good. Then again, if you had all that and you can't remember that you lost it, aren't you better off? And, um, you know, sometimes the, the wife or husband would come to uh, visit these guys and be like, you could tell they're upset because the one they're visiting don't really remember them, can't really place them, you know. So I would just tell them, and I'll be honest, like if, let's say the patient has been crying all day, I would just say that she's been crying or he has been crying all day because they lost, you know, and it will always be something like from the childhood or youth. And I said, but the way they described whatever happened is so clear, so vivid, so... I just want you to know that your husband, your wife, your mom, your dad, whoever this is, you know, I just, I just wanted their, uh, what you call that, next of kin. I just wanted them to know that the person they love who might not remember them from time to time, who might not be the same, this person is in like a, a loop of their most uh, treasured memories. You know? I'm pretty sure I can't be the only one who remembers certain dreams I've had that were just amazing to me. Can't be the only one. And just think about it. If you have couple of years left on this planet 
and you were given the choice between being aware of the fact that you're uh, a century old and you know you look like a you look like a, kind of a hairy raisin or something you know kind of like a a grape that was forgotten in the sun fell out of a farmer's pocket or something you know just been in there just been in that sun for too long so you're all wrinkly that's how you feel and you just see that the children like being a father myself just watching my my daughter here turn into a teenager to turn into this little adult dude it's kind of eye-opening you know you just feel like even though I don't feel different, even though I feel like, and I am, I am in be better shape than I was, like, let's say, five years ago, I wasn't in the shape. Dude. To my parents, I'm probably their little boy for uh, forever, you know, no matter how tall I am, no matter how much weight I put on, I'd be like a little boy in their eyes. And having a child of my own kind of, kind of makes that a little bit more clear to me. I think it makes me uh, understand my parents more, you know. Even though the world might be becoming an overpopulated place, I think having children might, you know, make you understand your parents better. And maybe that's a good thing. Maybe try to understand them before... Uh, you know, it could happen to anyone, like I said, you know, they might lose their mind little by little, their memories. I can relate because I used to have, you know, like albums and stuff. I, I've lost them, you know, the photo albums. I've lost so much uh, physical memory over the years. And sometimes I think about those things, and sometimes I, um, like the other day, I went through uh, this MacBook I have, I went through the images there, and I was happy to find some of the, the photos and videos throughout the years, you know, some of it was still there, but it was kind of like, it wasn't like the best. It made me think of uh, all the things that might be lost forever, you know, all those all those little photos, those tiny stories within the story, kind of. There was this video, we used to watch it all the time because we found it hilarious. It was this video where uh, she's sitting at the table, right, in her kitty's chair, her uh, child seat, throng, it's cod liver oil. And she knew, because every day without a fault, I would give that fish oil to her and... Uh, and then we had this other thing that uh, it's like a chaser, I guess. It's like this multivitamin thing that we have called Sanasur. It's mainly white vitamin C, basically, but there's some other stuff in there. It's probably healthy. I don't know. It's just something that I grew up with and I figured, you know, if it was healthy for me. I don't know if it was but I think it was. I don't think my mom would give it to me unless she thought it was. So I was like, yeah, you're getting this as well. That multivitamin thing, dude, that Sonosol is so tasty. I remember I was home alone once. I had a whole bottle and that's artificial sweeteners. It made me poop for hours. But yeah, we had this recording where I was like, yeah, you have to take your fish oil. And then she replies, Sanosul, that's the multivitamin thing, you know, and we go back and forth. But she was also saying, like, she wants chocolate ice cream. It's so delicious. And it was just such a moment. I don't think even, like, if I, if I even had that recording and I showed it to you, you would probably see that, you know, here's a dad and a daughter that obviously they, they love each other. Because there's no, there's no frowning or raising of voice, you know, it's just, uh, <laughs> it's just, I guess, her trying to get the chocolate ice cream and me trying to, you know, stand firm on the fact 
fact that no matter what happens after, you still have to have this fish oil first, I guess. Eventually she says, okay, and she has the fish oil, the sun's oil, and she did get the ice cream, I'm pretty sure. It was nice. And if we had that video now and put it on and both of us were in the same room again, we would know it by heart, even though we haven't watched it for years. And I think that's one of the happiest memories of my life, you know, that's just that, not just when that happened, but also the, all the other times we're just sitting. Might be, uh, sometimes I would just play to her when she was like, uh, stressing out a little bit, you know. Sometimes I would just, when I was stressing out a little bit, and I was on my own, I would just watch that. I would just find my peace. It was nice. What I'm saying is that imagine if you had the option between realizing everything is slipping away, realizing you're getting older, realizing there's so much that you think you can do that you can't do, and you put that up against just from today until the day you die, or when you're older, of course, but, but from a certain day until the day you die, you're just replaying your happiest memories, reliving them, and it's all just there right in front of you and just feels real even when you touch it, you know. So if you have like a parent or a relative going through like dementia or something, I know I'm just turning 40, you know, so if it happens to me, it will probably be a few years. But what I'm saying is that even though it's bad, I'm not taking away any of your, the pain you feel or like the sense of loss that you have right in front of you there is just slipping away, you know. Maybe you're in a situation where you can't really be close to them. I know I am. Well, then again, like, my my parents are not, you know, in that situation, but I am kept away from them. And especially at this time of year, you know, you got everywhere you turn, you'll see, and even in my fucking mailbox, dude, it's all these, well, you have all these offers, right, from the stores and stuff, but every single ad has like a happy family gathering around the fucking tree, opening fucking presents, like nothing has happened, you know. Something did happen, my guy. And it hasn't gone away. Christmas won't make it go away, but, you know, if we just, we might just get through this. But if you have that relative or friend or whatever going through, like, dementia, Alzheimer's, whatever it is, you just feel them slipping away. I'm just saying that if they're in their happiest memories, Join them. Because like the patients I work with back in the day and their families, with their families, like the next of kin or whoever came with visiting, it could be a, an old friend from like, uh, from like the middle school uh, soccer team or something being like, hey, I know this guy. He's over here. He's, he's at this old people's home now. Woo! I'm going there. I'm bringing my uh, cleats. You know, and they would show up. You would have to vet them and stuff. And Depending on the patient, you might have to call like their next of kin and ask if it's okay. But if it is, I remember this one guy used to play football, dude. And his friend came over. He hadn't seen his friend in years, but because of his dementia, because of his uh, not being all there, when he saw his friend, he was back to when his friend and him were, were 
like playing in this business league. Like, you know, you work for McDonald's or Burger King or whatever, and they have their own soccer team and you play against each other. That kind of stuff. So, yeah. That's my birthday thoughts, I guess. It's almost one hour of me just uh, rambling, so I hope it's kind of coherent. What I'm trying to say is that bad news sometimes, you know, they might not be that bad. Me turning 40, I'm thinking about all the things I have achieved and lost. Most of them I have lost. Like whatever I've gained, I've mostly lost. But I just keep getting it back, you know. But if I didn't do anything, or if I didn't, you know, appreciate, you know what happens when you fail? You either fail, fail, or you fail, succeed. Fail, failing is when you fail and wallow and just stay in the failure. Fail, succeed is when you fail and you just take a, just take a breath, my guy. And you just think about it. Like, what happened? What can I do? Or maybe just failing. Maybe just, let's say you got fired or something, you know, from a job that you were doing all these things just to get ahead. And then you get fired. And all of a sudden, you have this moment where you just realize that, hey, I was doing all these things that went against my own morals, my own convictions, you know, my own self. So by staying in the job, by fighting for the job, I was actually fighting myself. By maintaining my career, I was destroying myself. And you know what? If you feel like that, you shouldn't be sorry from losing that job or whatever, you know. It's just grateful that life gave you this moment to breathe or whatever or you know losing out on 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 you you might lose out of safety security that kind of stuff but you have more freedom you know there's always uh there's always one of those uh, other sides of the coin situation if you if you look you know if you if you really look Take a closer look. Maybe uh, if you don't have a microscope, maybe use uh, a looking glass or something like Sherlock Holmes or whatever. I don't know. But if you have a friend or a family member, you know, going through dementia or kind of slipping away, being cared for, if you have the time and if you can safely do so, you know, check up on them somehow you know you can you can always you just place a call or you just go over there and ask if it's okay to visit them but if they're really out there you know maybe not maybe not fill them in on what what's actually quote-unquote actually happening maybe just let it be you know and just, because if you do, like, I used to talk to these people when they had no visitors. Some of them didn't even get visitors, you know. They might not even have next of kin. They're just there. But the, at least they're in a state where they think they're happy. They, like, they, their perception of reality has put them in a, it's like they went through this gate where like half their body, half their mind or something, and not even half their mind, but you know, some, some of them is left here. But that same person is experiencing something from some, some other time, you know? Like there are two places at once. In that sense, it's kind of a superpower, but they're not able to sort of translate what goes on through their minds and you know to the that might actually bring some consolidation you know 
But sometimes if you just sit there, just, you know, maybe they have a sandwich, you have a sandwich, you're doing something together, it doesn't matter, you're playing, playing uh, maybe you're playing some card game. And maybe you think you're, you're playing an actual card game, but it's not even about that, it's just you guys sitting together doing an activity because a lot of the times they won't remember the rules, you know. And you can't really you can't really be shooting elderly people when you're there to work. You can't maybe on your spare time, but when you're there to work and take care of them, you know, be a carer. You can't really just accuse them from cheating or like shoot them in the head with like a tiny little pistol in your sleeve or something, you know? That's what Las Vegas is for, I guess. Or the Wild Wild West or whatever. I watched a lot of movies growing up. But anyways, it's my birthday, guys. And now I go to sleep. And tomorrow I just put this stuff together because I, you know, some people will be... Uh, saying happy birthday or something, I guess, on this recording. But I'm just saying that I've been, I've been talking to friends going through this. And it's just the older people get, on average, like the, 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 older, the, the higher life expectancy, the more people suffering from dementia and Alzheimer's and stuff you will get, I guess. And even though it's bad and it's terrible in so many ways, you know, it's there's this thing where if you know, if you can pinpoint where they are on their timeline, like in their heads, like uh, let's say you used to like Eminem when you were 20 and now you're 40, you lost your mind, but you still 100% experience yourself as you being 20 and everything around you is being weird. It's like the opposite of, of, of what like your family and friends would think when they see you, right? It's like you're, you're kind of in the same space and time, but you're not. And if the people around you then can, through listening, like active listening, asking questions about, you know, what's your favorite song right now? Maybe it's a song from like 20 years ago and then you can kind of get a feel as to like where they think they are in terms of age and space. If you know their history, you can even like, they might think they're not in a facility at all. They might think they're there on, a, like they're in a, the Bahamas or something. Maybe maybe that's where they go to, you know, and stay. And then you can actually, without, hopefully without becoming a part of this alternative reality, because that would be like a psychosis or something. You don't want that, you know. But maybe you could just, maybe for a moment just be there with them at their most happiest and you can just maybe play their favorite music and you can just see them because that happened when, whenever I found out and I tried it multiple times with multiple patients like I found out let's say they were a Willie Nelson fan or Frank Sinatra fan whatever you know could be 6'9 but it's probably too soon huh but, but they had this music that they said in passing that they loved or I saw it come, I heard it come on and I saw their faces. Just like, they look so young, dude. So present. And so alive. And that wouldn't happen if they didn't have this affliction, this disease, this uh, 
this stuff that's slowly eating away at them, just taking a little piece away, just little by little taking it all away, you know. It, it, sometimes it takes a long time, sometimes it's really fast. Kind of like cancer, you know, sometimes it's spread really fast, sometimes you don't even notice until you're just like a cancer cell with some human bits. I know this is dark, but I'm trying to say something that I feel like it's a, it's a good thing, you know? You don't take that stuff for granted, the best moments you have in life. And the more aware you are of that, I believe, the more of that good stuff you will remember. So maybe one day, if you're in that situation where you're slipping away, maybe it's like the more good you do, the more good memories you have, the more sticks with you, you know. Even if you yourself is kind of slipping away and you don't know, maybe it's uh, like a memory from a concert and you don't even know if you were on stage or in the audience, but you just know that you had a hell of a time right there. And you can just be there in that moment, even though it was 20, 30 years ago and it feels like it's happening right now just because you hear part of a song on the radio in the background. I mean, it's sad if you can't convey that to anyone, you know, you can't share it, but still. You get to experience it in the moment, and even though you don't remember, did you? Does, if you have the best moment of your life, a second passes, nobody saw it. Does that mean it never happened? Question mark. Does it? Question mark. I don't know. Dot, dot, dot. Yeah. Punctuation in my uh, rambling now, I guess. I just want to say that this was my birthday. I'm Fox Froth, no longer a guy just in his 30s still just a guy and by the way I don't have a catchphrase and if you're thinking about someone you love right now just maybe make it more than a thought maybe just tell them you know because you never know Still don't have a catchphrase. I just just realized I turned the mic back up, so I just said something. I guess. Take care, my guy. Tonight, I will be sneaking into the most exclusive Fox Froth. Is the ruler of Frothland. He's known for having some of the most insane parties in the whole world, and somehow I'm going to sneak in. Yeah, I guess you are here. Uh, welcome to the after party, my guy. So it was about one hour left of my birthday, and um, I decided to uh, give Mr. Boy a call. Uh, if you're an OG Frothlander, uh, you know we say uh, sing like Mr. Boy is kind of an expression. And she insisted on, uh, you know, congratulating me in Swedish, but she kind of forgot how to say it. But then... You know, she reels it in with an amazing freestyle rap, and just every time we talk, I, I guess we both laugh, and I appreciate that. Thank you, Mr. Boy.
Jag ska gå och lägga mig nu. Hör du lilla gumman vänta lite va? Nej nu ska jag gå och lägga ah, mig. Jo, nej nu borde du vänta lite lite grann. Jag vill gärna eh, välkomna dig till min 40-årsdag. Det är eh, en timme och tio Ja det är en timme och tio minuter igen. Och jävla grattis. You look so cute man. Oh my goodness. You look so bad. Exactly. Oh my. Oh my god, please. Yeah. I know it's too, it's just too much. Glad vad säger man? Fan, jag glad påsk. Glad påsk. Glad påsk. Men vad säger man? Gratulerar. Gratulerar. Woo. Glad påsk, happy birthday to me. Det är så sent nu alltså, jag glömmer ju fan mitt modus. Ja, uh, yeah, she's saying it's so late, she's forgetting her mother's tongue. Hopefully <laughs> she will find it so her mother can taste something again. That would be nice. Mm. Real champagne for for my champ, what? Cham- champagne for my real friends and real sham for my, f- I don't know. You feel shame? Shame on you for fooling me twice. <laughs> And congratulations <laughs> on Easter. <laughs> congratulations on Easter. Yeah. Cheerio. Cheerio. Applaude. Och nu. Yeah, she she can rim. She can rim, guys. She can rim with this thing. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Einstein. Happy birthday to you. Facebook says it's your birthday, man. So if it's your birthday, happy birthday. If it's not your birthday, Facebook's a big fat liar. But happy birthday anyway. to the mic yes facebook is a big fat liar most of the time but yes i turned 40 and yes i'm 30 minutes into turning 41 and it doesn't feel any different i mean uh i still don't have a catchphrase